every advisor, every professional who has business clients really is an exit planning advisor at one point or another with one client or another. Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. Do you already have an exit planning system in place? Are you looking for ways to attract new exit planning clients? The BEI marketing license is the perfect launchpad. With the marketing license, you'll receive access to tools, brandable materials, and support that enable you to attract and engage clients in exit planning. These tools are designed to place you and your firm as the trusted advisor. Get started today by visiting exitplanning.com forward slash license. That's exitplanning.com forward slash license. Attract and engage your clients in the exit planning process. The topic that we decided would be most interesting for today is sort of expanding out to our interactions with all of the different kinds of professionals and advisors that we've interacted with over the years and the different approaches that they have to working with business clients. And and what you and I, I think, agree on, John, is that sometimes advisors are doing it well and sometimes they're not doing it as well. And and in our conversations recently, you had a pretty good example of, of a situation that you came across this is, I think, years ago, yeah. but that, that you've gone back to to kind of uh, share with people as a way of explaining uh, how advisors might go at sort of the idea of working with business clients in a way that's really less productive than, than it needed to be. So why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, and it really gets back to our earlier podcast when we were talking about, you know, how do we approach business owners? How do we initiate that conversation? Most, most advisors, me included, we had no training on how to interview, how to talk, how to engage business owners in a deeper conversation than just, I'm a CPA, I'm here to talk about your tax return, I'm an estate planning attorney, I'm here to talk about your estate planning. In exit planning, we have to be much broader uh, and at the same time, eventually much deeper than those kinds of conversations. So that reminded me of, um, actually I was doing um, educational seminar for a group of CPAs and about exit planning. And uh, so I thought I'd start off, I'd say, okay, guys, it was all guys back then. Um, imagine yourself, you're sitting down in front, in front of one of your clients and you know that the topic is going to involve them uh, helping them work to exit out of their business. Maybe it's a third party sale, maybe giving it to the kids. So how would you open that discussion? What would your first questions be? And, and one CPA raised his hand in the back of the room. And I said, okay, what's your, what's your question? What's your first question you're gonna ask your client sitting in front of you? And he said, and, and by the way, the, the, this was a group of construction-oriented, company-oriented CPAs. So this was about c- contractors. How would they approach that with a contractor? And the example I gave them was a sand and gravel company. Um, how would you approach this owner? And the CPA raised his hand and said, well, my first question would be, how many gravel pits does he own? And I, was, I sort of sat back for a second. Well, 
how is that at all important? So I asked the CPA, how is it important? He said, well, because that will impact the value of the company. Having a gravel pit adds a lot of value to a sand and gravel company. And I thought, yeah, that's obviously true, right. but is that the first question? So my question to you, would you ask about the number of gravel pits that a sand and gravel company owner has when you want to talk to him about exit planning? No, I, I don't <laughs> think I would. And and that sort of goes back to, a, I think, a bigger issue that that professionals maybe don't realize, which is that you know every advisor, every professional who has business clients really is an exit planning advisor at one point or another with one client or another. And so it doesn't, you don't really have to say, okay, well now we're going to have an exit planning conversation. No. Good advisory services or good professionals do want to understand what is going on with each client and with business clients. There tend to be things you need to know about them yeah. before you can really help them. And the number of gravel pits will probably come up at some point in the future. But I, I do also, I really discourage advisors who we train from starting with the details. And certainly in the conversations that we train people to have, they're really beginning with things like, how did you get into your business? Because that might be, tell me something about how I can help you get out of it or something that I need to keep in mind while I'm helping you get out of your business. If you got into business because you wanted to, you know, you wanted to uh, be different, you wanted to be a leader, you wanted to crush your competition. If you had some other purpose when you got in, I might need to keep that in mind in the way that I help you get out. And also, I don't have any kind of relationship with you where you're going to trust the advice that I give if I start with your gravel pits and how they affect the value of your business, because now I'm sort of judging you. And that's not really what, that's not really what a good forward-thinking advisor will do. And so, and so I do tell people that you know, the, the thing that uh, BEI advisors have, so there's lots of advisors who use BEI tools to support their practice. And the, there's all different kinds of people with all different levels of experience and all different professional kinds of backgrounds. And they, do, they only have one thing in common among all of them, and that is that they enjoy helping business owners plan for a successful future. So that is what people do Mm -hmm. who really em embrace planning for the future. And their questions are not going to be about gravel pits. They're going to be about uh, what is it that you want to accomplish and where do you see your business? And when you're not involved in your business anymore, what's it going to look like? So those are the kinds of questions that, that more sort of future-oriented, thoughtful advisors are asking. And we constantly are seeing, you know, I don't know if you're still seeing this, John, in the advisors that you talk to, people kind of, presenting themselves as as a uh, as a solution to a particular narrow scope of problem or mm -hmm. a or a set of services that need to be pitched to a business owner mm -hmm. client are advisors still doing that in the conversations yeah. that you're having absolutely um, because that's what we've been trained to do we went to law school so we learned how to be a lawyer or we became a CPA we learned how to be a CPA whatever the pr profession is it tends to keep you within a discussion bounded by your professional boundaries. And in exit planning, it's not that we ignore those professional boundaries, it's just that 
owners aren't interested in a legal answer. They're interested in you helping them solve their problems. And so the kind of questions we've learned to ask over the years are eventually to get to what is most concerning to the client. How do we help them resolve that? What other resources do we bring to the table? Maybe it's other advisors, other tools. Uh, that is really a much more comprehensive approach and a long-term approach to representing a business owner basically forever, even through the exit and afterwards. It's getting to the core of what that owner wants, which is not a discussion about his gravel pit. It's right. a discussion of how can you help me move to the next step to accomplish my goals and objectives. Right. So let's say, you know, what it, maybe you and I can come up with three areas that we think every advisor needs to know more about uh, their business client before they can get to the details. So one of those might be, you know, um, asking a lot of questions to understand how the business interacts with or supports a business owner's family. That might be pretty important. And we need to, it's either, the business is either very connected and very important to the family, either their, uh, you know, sort of their quality of life or their standard of living, or it employs a lot of family mm -hmm, members mm -hmm. or something like that. Or, or uh, it is the single largest asset that the business owner has, something like that. So there might be, there might be a lot of issues connected to the business and its relationship to the family. And so what else do you see that are, that are things that advisors really should be asking about that are maybe in the top three categories of, of topics that should be discussed before an advisor can really start getting into details like sure. how many gravel pits sure. do you own? So uh, as you were talking, it was making me think that, uh, remember, in the world of M&A, merger and acquisitions, where the goal is to sell your business to an outside third party. So if, you're, if it's an investment banker or a deal attorney or maybe a CPA talking to a client, uh, the client is going to be focusing on how much money am I going to get if I sell my business. And that's what the other advisors are going to be thinking about too. They're going to focus everything on maximizing the sale proceeds for that client. In exit planning, we would back up. And, and I want to illustrate why it's important for an M&A, even an M&A advisor, to understand where the owner's coming from. Because usually, not always, but usually it's not just about the money. Um, but we would start by asking about the goals and aspirations of the owner. And there's, there, we talk about three universal goals in exit planning. When does the owner want to leave his or her business and what does that mean? It may mean I want to sell on Friday. It may mean, oh, I'm not interested in maybe ever leaving, but I certainly want these other goals and objectives to be accomplished. And if something does happen to me, this is what I'd like to see happen to the business. So it may not even be a set exit path they're going to go down. It may be they want to continue in the business indefinitely. We can still do an exit plan for that. So it's when do I want to leave and what does that mean? How much money am I going to want to have available to me after I leave the business? And who do I want to transfer the business to? And then beyond that are a lot of the other aspirational or values-based goals we talk about. You know, What do I want to do for my community? Am I prepared to sell my business to a third party and have the business potentially 
removed from my community and relocated out of state. So, and again, as we talked about earlier, those go what exactly what those goals are doesn't concern the advisor so much as the advisor wanting to be certain the owner understands his or her goals and then upon that we can develop a plan to achieve them. That's kind of a long-winded answer. I could have said there's three goals that every owner has. When do you want to leave? How much money do you want? And who do you want to transfer the business to? That's the foundation of every exit plan. And there may be many other goals that actually drive the decision to leave. And so if you're going to meet with a business owner, are you going to start with these universal objectives, which I agree are important for the planning process? When right. you're describing, you're talking to these CPAs and you say to them, what's the first question that you were asking? It maybe it depends on the what the purpose of the conversation or the meeting is. It's a meeting about helping someone get out of their business. I, still, I think we're all going to agree the gravel pit question has to go. Yeah, I think it's so. It's a terrible I question. I think it's going to go. So, so do you think our people should advisors should start with these three kind of universal objective kind of questions with, you know, how much longer do you want to be in your business and what do you need to get out of it and who should own it in the future? Or do they, do advisors need to even back up beyond that? It may be something earlier and say, you know, explain to me, I don't know what you see as the future or can they just launch into it? I don't know. What do you think your experience is with, with talking you know, with advisors all over the country? What works better? I think you have to try to read the client. Mm-hmm. Some clients have absolutely made up their mind that they want to leave. They want to leave in the near future. They have a good idea who they want to transfer the business to. And so they may not be interested in some of the other questions that deal more with their motivation of why they may, may want to leave. They already know they want to leave. And, but again, you want to have broad, open questions in any scenario. But I think in the, for me in the background, and I'm um, more cut and dried than you are in our approach to exit planning, I always want to know what the goals are. Mm -hmm. And it may not be directly like that. I would, I would ask the questions that we've been talking about. What, what's their view of the future without the business? Their, mm -hmm. their, their future without the business? What's the future of the business without them? and go down that path. But at some point, I would like to know in, in an initial meeting what the owner's ideas are about their future ownership in the company, who they want to transfer it to, what has to happen in this transfer process for them to be happy at its conclusion. Right. I think we can do a whole future discussion all about what to do when a business owner has no idea what their goals are. I think that's an interesting yeah. topic that we that will probably fill an entire conversation right. later. And maybe to go to the flip <clears throat> side of that, I can bring it back to something that we talked about in another conversation, which was that sometimes business owners have a very clear idea. They, know, they think they know, or they're very certain that they know exactly what it is that they're going mm -hmm. to do. And, and, you and I still, maybe in slightly different ways, are going to try to deal with that mm -hmm. client uh, by still trying to come back to what we call those universal objectives. So if a, if a client comes in and wants to have a meeting about putting the company on the market and getting it sold by the end of this year, that's fine. But I talked before about how you have to kind of let them have that mm -hmm. very specific outcome in mind 
And then you have to somehow subtly kind of understand what's driving that. And so one of the things that I talk to people about sometimes is that go with go with your client. If a business owner wants to put their company on the market and sell it, don't resist that initially because it's just going to irritate them. Right. But maybe <clears throat> say, okay, explain to me what that would get you. What would that accomplish? How would that affect your family? How do you see that supporting the things that you want for yourself? How do you mm -hmm. see that changing relationship with your business going in the direction that you want? Is it because you want to walk away and never look back? Is that how you see your future? Or are you thinking maybe that you would like to have some kind of connection to the company? That way we can kind of test really their, mm -hmm. their assumptions about what a sale of the business would be like. And did they, did they come to that through an understanding of, of what it will look like? Or did they uh, just sort of go to the first thing that they know about, which is putting it on the market, and and assume that that would be the best outcome for well, them. So yeah, and I and I think what a lot of especially when th if they are, if an owner comes and says, yeah, I'd like to sell my business to a third party. You're exactly right. We go down, we go along with that flow with that conversation, but always in the back of my mind is the thought that. We have to ask this owner why he wants to sell to a third party. It may be, you know, why do you want to sell to a third party? Have you thought about selling the business to a key employee or maybe transferring it to your children? You'll, you have to ask those questions because they may come back and say, yeah, but, you know, the key employees don't have any money, so how can I sell to them? Right. Well, or I wanted it to go into the hands of my two kids who work there, but I won't get any money. Yeah. So I've decided not to do that. Well, hold on a second. Maybe we should talk about whether it's if it were possible to have your kids take mm -hmm. over the company and you get the money that you need. Would you want to have that conversation? Those are all. They often say exactly yes. the questions that have to be asked. So getting back to my you're talking to an M&A attorney or an investment bank or a business broker. They're not going to ask those questions. Their goal, their sole goal, is to sell the business for as much money as possible. That's what they're hired to do. So we have to understand that for the rest of the advisors in, in the room, we have to ask those questions. If the owner just decides to sell and hires an investment banker, those questions are never going to be asked. And after the sale is concluded, there might be owner's remorse, buyer's remorse. Right. And I might disagree with you a tiny bit that there are a lot of uh, business transaction advisors who are connected to BEI, who are part of our advisor community, who actually do ask the good questions. Some of them have been maybe more honest oh, yeah. with themselves about saying, I don't actually want to do any planning work or help people with this stuff with their family, but at least I know to ask the question. And, uh, and, you know, my BEI training has taught me that and I'm going to redirect people when it turns out that, that, uh, that they have a need for planning that I didn't really anticipate. So I would say maybe it's, we shouldn't throw all of the M&A advisors under the bus and say they, they're never going to ask those <laughs> questions. There are, pro there are some who I think will. And, uh, but every advisor who works with business clients needs to be prepared that their clients might be going off in a particular direction right. that, that um they might need more information or or a deeper conversation before they can they they pull the trigger so that they feel more confident yeah. that they're making the right decisions so, so that reminds me of another story 
So I was talking, it was one of our boot camps, one of our, one of our training sessions uh, that we give to, that we provide for advisors all over the country. And there was an investment banker there. And so we were talk, we were just talking, chatting during, during the boot camp. And I said, Don, the M&A advisor, investment banker, why are you here? Because he it was just interested in selling businesses to third parties. Mm-hmm. He says, well, what happened is I had a client, great business. We had a definitive offer on the table. It had gone through the sale process, and it was for $16 million in cash. And he said, well, at that point, he was Don was starting to count his commission that he was going to receive on this, I think. He said the owner decided to talk to his financial advisor and realized that after paying taxes and expenses, he would not have enough money to live the lifestyle he was living today. And so he called the deal off, mm-hmm. killed the deal. He right. said, that's why I'm here. Because exactly. I, he didn't know what questions to ask. He's an M&A advisor. But he knew now that through understanding what the exit planning questions are and the goals and the resources types of questions that we'll, we'll pursue in later podcasts, he needed to know that because he could have nipped that whole process in the bud, uh, saved himself a lot of time and effort, saved the client money, had somebody ask those questions. Right. So I think what we can agree on is yeah. that there are there are some questions that are going to completely torpedo the conversation with a business owner and there are others that are going to that are going to save it right so if we've learned nothing else today then maybe that's maybe that's what we've come up with we're not going to talk about gravel pits ever ever we're not going to do that we are going to talk about what the owner's wishes and concerns are agreed and that's what I think the message of that is. And so as we go through, I think, future podcasts, and we will probably get into some level of technical discussion on maybe the best way to transfer ownership to a child. Is it a sale? Is it a gift? Is it a stock bonus? We'll talk about all of that, but we're trying to really lay the groundwork for suggesting that as you, as advisors get into more and more exit planning over time, that they view that exit through the eyes of the owner and not through the eyes of their profession because it'll lead to a very different conversation and a much deeper relationship. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com.